And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, coming to you live from Theo Luis's garage. I'm Jose, and I'm Angel, and I, I am live too. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage somewhere in the Twiniverse, and we are so honored and pleased that you're joining us again today. Uh, and that you also join us uh, on podcast because, as you know, our shows are on podcast for a subscription on www.twintalkcast.com and and on iTunes because we are iTwins. Just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel and uh, get us on your gadget. Shout! Yeah, and you know what? Don't tell us which gadget it is. Just enjoy <laughs> it. Okay, y'all. So. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> we had a fantastic show. Before we go on and tell you what fantastic things we got going on in this show, because you know what? It's been a very trying, probably a very emotional week for a lot of people. We have a 9-11 uh, show going on today. But let's talk about what we did last week so that those of you that didn't catch it, what a great show we had last week. Last week we had Connie Costa, inspirational speaker, um, uh, life coach, and uh, some kind of Just a cool chick. energy uh, Yeah therapy uh but very inspirational and uh good advice it was a good vibe and we had uh traveling real life traveling blues men raw down and dirty blues men the mojo no mojo blues men and they jammed a couple of tracks you have to listen to it and uh and if you did i know you're going to want to win a cd that we're going to give away at the bottom of our show today yes uh you know mojo blues men were fantastic they are what they they're doing uh they're called busking which means they're traveling blues men on the street performers and uh they actually came to the united states and can you believe that their very first performance was here in Theo Lisa's garage. Shout. You listened to their show, our show uh, last week. Um, it's called uh, Put Me In, Coach. And uh, check it out. It's really cool. Yeah, and uh, if you guys get a chance, friend Mojo Bluesman's on Facebook so you'll know what city they're in. They're going to be busking. That means street performing and uh, support them. You know what? Um, uh, this week, though, I got to tell you about this week. Tonight, we have just an amazing show. Um, we, uh, like most Americans, like all Americans, I would I'd venture to say, and a lot of people around the world have been uh, touched and effect, affected by what has been going on in the last week or so. It, uh, as uh, I don't need to tell you, uh, the 9-11 10th anniversary occurred uh, recently, and uh, there was a lot going on with that. And we figured in order to pay tribute to it, to the to the memory of those who were who were lost, and also to the fact that uh, you know what um, I will venture to say I, I don't I, I don't want people to ever forget what happened, and uh, that's just me. And uh, if you agree with me or not, that's fine. You know, but I don't want people to forget, however ugly it may be, what happened on nine eleven two thousand and one, and that's part of the reason why we're doing this. Hey, bro, thanks for sharing all those awesome pictures of your trip over there, or. Your working trip yeah. to, to uh, Ground Zero, that was, that was a, a pretty great pictures and it really told a story, and uh, uh, we appreciate it. It was great uh, that you took us along on that. Thanks, but sir. let me ask you this, and I'm going to ask all my listeners because I'm sure you've probably been asked already, <laughs> whenever this comes up, the 9-11 thing is, where were you? Yeah, you know what? And we <laughs> or, or, or you volunteer and say, oh, yeah. 
I was doing this. <laughs> and you know what? We do want to hear from you. Um, feel free to call us at area code 626-275-TWIN. We I was spanking have... my kid because, you know, he got in the cookie jar. <laughs> 626-275-TWIN. Give us a call anytime during the show. We will do our best to get to you. And give us, you know, give us your recollection or what it was. You know, I, what I really want to hear, um, everyone always talks about where we were when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about how life has changed. That's kind of like the thing that I've got going on. How has life changed for you since that momentous day on 2001, on September 11th? Give us a call anytime throughout the show. 626 275 626-275-TWIN. Give us a call. But I got to tell you, today's show, um, I have to just proceed this by saying that we are very, very honored to have the guests that we're going to have tonight. Uh, First of all, we're going to have Mr. Brad Burlingame, and uh, he is a a fantastic gentleman. Um, I had the opportunity to meet about a week and a half ago. His brother is Chick Burlingham. Burlingame. Berlin game is spelled, but I think they pronounce it Berlin Jane. Forgive me, Chick, uh-huh. and uh, forgive me, Brad. Um, Chick uh, was the pilot on American Airlines Flight 77, which was, as you all know, hijacked and flown into uh, the Pentagon. And um, Mr. Brad Berlin Jane is going to uh, be on our show tonight, and uh, he's going to tell us uh, a little bit about Chick. Um, and uh, they were brothers. Um, and just tell us, you know, um, talk about it. You know, he's he's been he's very gracious enough to come on our show. Thank you, Mr. Burningham. We're very very honored. Also, we're going to have on a show um, from the Fourth uh, Infantry Infantry Division, I guess, with a hundred and first Airborne Division. Um, oh, it, yes, a soldier in the Ameri- in the Army named uh, Wesley Leon. Uh, he was actually a native of Guatemala, uh, and he decided to join uh, the army and uh, right after nine eleven. And uh, wow, yes, he's a hero. He's won Purple Heart and what have you because he was severely wounded right by on. an IED, and uh, he he uh, lost both of his legs. But he's got a fantastic story. Uh, you know what? It's a heavy show tonight, but you know, but it's. I hope that people come away with this um, again, remembering what happened. Uh, in a way that maybe we can see how it affected our lives and how maybe our lives can become better because of this. So we thank uh, uh, Wesley Leon, who's going to be with us later. Also, um, our Middle East expert and television and web journalist, Lisa Deftari, who uh, also has her own um, personal story when it comes to uh, 9-11, a unique uh, angle. Uh, which she will, she's going to share with us. But she's also, um, I asked her to come on our show because we want to kind of make sense of what's going on with Middle East uh, relations now. Uh, has it gotten better uh, after the uh, campaign on terror? Uh, do we have any more allies than we had before? Um, and, uh, you know, uh, should we fear? And uh, she's going to be with us later in the show. And uh, she's always very insightful, very informative, and a fantastic individual, and we look forward to having her. So fantastic show tonight, folks. Again, feel free to call us at 626-275-TWIN. Let us know what you guys were doing on 9-11, or or just share with us. And that's what I really kind of want to hear, bro. That was kind of early in the morning here. Yeah, I kind of want to know what you guys, how your life has changed for the the best, positive or negative, you know? Because... I really think positive should come out of this, and I think there has. And um, po- politically speaking, for instance, I really believe that things have gotten better. And um, you know, I, I care 
I care. I don't care um, saying that. I just hope that the people that have been uh, directly impacted that somehow this can help bring closure. Um, yeah, you know, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of difficult to uh, to comprehend unless you've been yeah. affected. And that's why Indeed. I'm really really honored that we're going to have uh, you know Brad Burlingham and uh, and Wesley Leon who are both affected. Uh, uh, at least indirectly or, in, or directly by the events on 9-11. Right on, right on. So, um, you know what? As we continue on, let's, um, let's do shout-outs. shout-outs. Some shout-outs. Shout yeah, I want to I give a shout-out to Juan, Lynette, Elena, and Ray Tejeda. It was great to see you guys and spend uh, September 11th, uh, uh, Sunday, uh, together. It was a really nice time. Thanks for taking the drive over here. Ronnie Palomo, brothers and sisters over in Katy, Texas. Mijo, I put them in the mail, the bumper stickers. You slap them somewhere, but share with your brothers and sisters, okay? Uh, Jesse Clare, he's out in Rialto. He saw you on the 210 freeway today. Yeah, who was that? Jesse Clare. He used I, don't to, know, I don't know who he was, he but somebody was, he was waving at me, and I'm like, so I went back. I said, <laughs> either uh, he thinks He's some, from BP, man. He's the one that he used to hang. Uh, he used to have uh, sew his pants tight at the bottom. I remember that. Uh, was he with the- <laughs> He probably used to put his, his I think his lapels up, too. Oh, uh, was he with the Capacity Boys? Because uh, no, only those guys No, not one of those, but kind of. <laughs> but he's a cool cat. He's to, uh, he knows Manuel. Okay, Anyways, well, uh, thank you so much for uh, for the for the, you know for the greeting. It was nice to have somebody wave at me on the freeway. Okay, uh, <laughs> Ryan David, Clark Skelton, and John Mariansky of the rock band Melosia. They're awesome. listening right now, and they're going to be on our show next week. So check them out and check us out next week. And, and thanks for listening, guys. Raina, your homegirl was at the rock show. I want to give you a shout out for showing up. That's your your homegirl. Yeah, wait a wait a thanks so much for supporting Raina. It was fantastic to see you. It's been years. Uh, really nice that uh, we got back in touch. And uh, it was great to see you. Angelica M. Del Rio. What's up, Angie? Thanks for listening. And our primo, uh, Marco Lopez. Que onda, primo? And Leti Serrano Gomez. I love you, pinchi morrucha. What's up, morrucha? <laughs> uh, uh, Yoshi Ortiz. Joseph Tagnipes uh, of thecineverse.com. Uh, Mara Escalante. Lilucita. Hi. I don't know. There's all these names. Diana, Diane Grinley. And our lovely sisters, Marisol and Linda. Yes, we we never give them shout outs. No, it's well, about time we do. Hi, sis and sis. <laughs> Mark Wright, Robert Aguirre, and Brendan Geffron. Is that how you pronounce it? Jeffriana. Jeffriana. Good luck on your quest to being the next big thing, brother. And you know what? He's uh, a talent to uh, look out for. Uh, Brendan Jeffrion, I think is the way you pronounce it. He's one of our friends. Uh, yeah, go on his Facebook and uh, check him out. He's a young talent, uh, uh, television, radio talent, and internet. Fantastic guy. Check him out. I'd like for you guys to check out uh, the fan page on Facebook, Rock With You Photography. Check it out. Ashley Ann Caven's a photographer up and coming. Keep yeah. an eye on that. Mm -hmm. Domo, his, her... <laughs> His, her couple. What's up, homie? The tag. <laughs> Rick Martinez. Uh, thank you, officer. But it wasn't me who put that bumper sticker on the squad <laughs> car, okay? But thank you for listening, okay? <laughs> and trust me, it wasn't me either. And Richie, brother, I love you, man. Uh, I know you don't have internet and you don't have... You really don't have that much, but really? I'm sending good Richie, love. Richie, good. Richie Gapko? No, no. Oh. Uh, Richie, Richie H., I'll say. Okay. I love you, brother. Good vibes. Anyhow, the uh, Express Cuts was brought to you today and every week. Wait, Express Cuts was? Or <laughs> by the shout-outs. The shout-outs are brought to you 
this week and every week by Express Cuts. So if you want to get your hair pimped, go to Express uh, Express Cuts at uh, 10420 Lower Souza El Monte. And uh, uh, or you can call and make an appointment at six two six four four eight one nine. Oh, I'm missing a number. <laughs> well, maybe you just go to our Facebook page and find Express Cuts. Yeah, it's three generations of uh, cosmetologists there. It's it's a great vibe. They'll hook you up if you say Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, and you get a free conditioning and blow dry with uh, with any service. Well, you know what? I'm going to give you an opportunity to look that number on your phone, and I will stretch, as they say in the business. I'll stretch. I'll stretch. Uh, once again, I want to uh, let everyone know, if you're just tuning in, that our show is going to be fantastic today. We have with us, um, it's our 9-11 edition, uh, our 10th anniversary, or 10-year tribute to the 9-11 um, event. Um, for lack of a better word, and uh, and we we're really going to have a fantastic show with some great guests who were directly affected during nine eleven. And now my brother will give the number to Express. and even them if if our guests wanted to go to Express Cuts or any one of you and just mention uh, Twin Talk, you get a free uh, blow dry and conditioning. Yeah, <laughs> with every service. So if you want to just walk in or make an appointment, six two six four four eight. One nine three one, and they're in the city of El Monte. Give them a call. Awesome. So now, um, okay, is that your shout-outs, bro? That's that's the shout-outs. And uh, Lulu, baby, I know you're kind of tired, but todavía te quiero, pinche. Here's the deal. I want to also give a shout-out to uh, uh, a fantastic gentleman I met when I was in uh, when I was flying back from uh, from my trip to uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and then to the 9/11 Memorial in uh, New York. I flew out of Newark, New Jersey, and I was flying back, uh, and I sat next to a gentleman, uh, Mr. Treviziano. Treviziano? From Jersey. Sounds like... Uh, He's an Italian. Yeah, yeah. Nice Italian guy. He's an L.A. guy now. He lives here. I want to give him... We had a nice... Fanta- you know, I'm, I'm totally imagining a guy in a suit with uh, <laughs> with his... Uh, hat, uh, what's the napkin off the table? Yeah. Over covering his tie so he can eat his uh, lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Josie? What did you say, baby? Sitting with the Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> sitting with the Sopranos. Anyway, yeah, Mr. Treviziano, <laughs> in good nature, uh, my brother uh, is a little, uh, you know... He's just having fun. But anyways, we really, um, I wanted to oh, say. Oh, and I want to give a shout out to I'm, I'm Trini, still doing, I'm, Trini. Trini. I'm still giving my shout oh, out. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> I don't interrupt you. Sorry, brother. I Joe Trevisano. Uh, Joe, now I don't even know his first name because you missed me up with Trini. <laughs> Mr. Trevisano and I had a nice conversation. Great guy. And I want to uh, congratulate him because uh, if you don't mind my saying, he had gone to visit his father who was uh, uh, ill. But turns out he's his father made a a miraculous uh, comeback. Awesome. And Good. he was very happy about it. And I'm I'm heartened by it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, with me. And uh, we want to give you a congratulations and a shout out. Yeah, shout out. Shoo. Yo. Okay, so there. Now do your fin- yeah, finish. Shout out. Trini, um, I forgot your last name, sweetie, but uh, thanks for helping me out today. And uh, thanks for listening. Well, Trini, huh? Trini, yeah. Trini. Okay, so now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the current Events with Jonesy. With Jonesy. Hey Jonesy, so uh, what were you? What's up? What, what, hey how's, your week, how's your week been? My week's been awesome. Can't complain. Yeah, never T- really can. Yeah, you, last time we spoke, you had this uh, 
big interview going on. What happened? Every time we speak, I've got. I think I've got an interview every other week. Yeah. it seems like it's like a hobby. Yeah. It is. I mean, I'm becoming a professional interviewee. When I was younger, I used to love interviews. I mean, so I didn't like. Yeah, I, I didn't like looking for jobs because I didn't like being an employee. What I'm saying, but. But I enjoyed the interview process. I always thought that I was a, a pro at it. That was really good. I wasn't you know what all I can't stand is doing an application every time, man. I'm, you know, I'm... just just scan me or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Here, can we put a chip in my like hand and we'll just like set my hand down? You got all my information. There you go. Oh no, 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 no. That's like you know the end of the world, the apocalypse, and you all know, that stuff. You know, I've got a job, but I'm just trying to find a better job in the company I work with, uh-huh. and. I mean, I can't complain because at least I'm getting interviews. You have to be, you have to meet a certain criteria to hit the interview. How so? Right. But I'm just getting tired of, you know, like having to dress up and go in. And I know already what's coming, but I'm not an interview person. I do amazing at it. I just hate to do it. I get like sweat droplets on my forehead, <laughs> you know, and everybody's like, oh, you did fantastic. I'm like, I almost had a heart attack in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> Have, you know the ones that I don't like are the ones when it when uh, when they it's like a a community one. You know? Oh, I love those. Like, I've like never had one of those. Board, what, the, what is that? You do like a board interview and then you're with a group of people and you have to basically stand out but not be crazy. Yes. I love those. interviews. I've never oh. even never even. I don't They're think terrible. I've even heard of them. It's like a interview orgy that you don't want to be at. <laughs> <laughs> interview orgy. I like that one. That is a very interesting one. If anybody's been in an interview orgy, <laughs> or for that matter, an orgy, why don't you give us a call? Oh, no, you no, know what? No. Just the interview orgy. Let's you know what? Though the other orgy. we did not tell people that we are on on Facebook, um, and if you want to go on and chat with us and comment us on Facebook on our wall, uh, just go to Twin Talk Show on our Facebook Twin Talk Show, and also on Twitter, we're on Twin Talk Show. So, uh, you know, hey, hop on and give us your, uh, your comments there, but. Feel free to call at 626-275-TWIN, 626-275-TWIN. So what's going on with current events? Current events. Let's start with this one. This one, I've been kind of intrigued by it. The whole Mark Anthony, J-Lo, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith business. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, there's divorce going on. J-Lo and Mark Anthony filed for divorce. And oh, poor guy, story, right? <laughs> Dude. Not even poor her, poor him is all I can think. <laughs> well, um, and about two weeks after that, uh-huh. you heard, or about a week after that, you heard Will Smith and Jada Pinkett are having problems filing for divorce. Okay? But, no. but, then, but then you didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden, I don't even remember who broke the news, but it was like, Mark Anthony and Jada Pinkett are on this TV show together. What? And what? They were caught, they're on a TV show together, oh, whatever okay. show they're on. Oh. And they were caught by, originally you heard Will Smith in bed. No, 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 no. Yes. What, where, what's your source? Uh, this, I, okay, I'm going to say I, I read it on a gossip magazine. Okay. okay. But then it gets, it, you know, it gets more and more interesting. Uh-huh. And this is the latest thing. Basically, uh, Mark Anthony and Will Smith in a show of good faith were at the Miami Dolphins game. Together. Last night, together Dude. in the skybox. Dude, okay. hey, hey, Will, hey, brother, talk about orgy. Dude, right? <laughs> but I've heard they're swingers. That's Dude. another thing. Whoa. I've heard that uh, um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith heard. in Hollywood that it's like, you know, kind of known that they are swingers and that's why their marriage is so strong. And so it's kind of just like, you know, even if it's a lie, there's always truth. There's always a certain amount of truth in these little stories that come out. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it makes you wonder, what's really going on? All I know, if if I was Will Smith, I'm men in black, Mark Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. 
you know? he doesn't have to. I mean, <laughs> okay, Mark Anthony, without what, J-Lo, he's, I, I'm sorry. When it comes yeah. to Mark Anthony, I got two words. Lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't though? know. I don't mean, but I don't know that, what she saw in this guy. But that Vato can sing. No, he's a cool no, cat. No, I know, I know. He's I know a cool girl, cat. I know girls, I know women but you know what? like he's, singers and stuff, but when the Puerto guy's walking Rican, around with a lazy eye. She's Puerto Rican, he's Mexican, right? What is he? Imagine the face he makes, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's already half making it. He has a half O face every day. <laughs> he's already, so, he's already so he's there. He's got an O no face. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? He is a good singer. And I, I, th- I really like his music and all. And um, he was the envy of many men because he was with J-Lo. But, gosh, women just never cease to amaze me on that. They just don't cease to amaze me. Well, he's me. not with J-Lo anymore. No. no and, I mean, so who's yeah. with J-Lo now? If, if Jada's with... Jada is still with Will Smith. They uh, they are they are fighting all the rumors. Apparently, that's it for them. I'd fight that rumor too, man. Shit. Well, you know, it's not cool to be a, have a hot chick and then lose her. No, not but, even just that. All it's I worse, can think it, is like Jada Pinkett's not that beautiful, anyways. And then you see, and I mean, no, I no, I, I, she's wait, hot. I mean, it's it's she's out there. I chick. don't think, I think so. But then I think it's like your Will Smith. Helly like, Helly Berry's is better looking. Oh yes, most definitely. But Will Smith is like the. Uh, Bobby Seaver or Leave It to Beaver kind of guy, you know? He's like all wholesome. Yeah, yeah, At least yeah. that's the way that America really. Well, here's a go. I think but Mark guy. Anthony, <laughs> like, ugh. hey, listen, we got a, we got some uh, Salvatore Mauro who chimed in and far as far as the uh, interview orgy. He says, hey, guys, I was in a semi-interview orgy. <laughs> it was a group test that lasted for two hours for the local utility company. Wow, that's a long one. Was it one of those, you know? What is it? What did? What was it? Um, <laughs> Be careful. What was it? Sting used to do. Uh, those marathon or uh, whatever. Telethon. What did you do? Did you breathe? Did you think about ugly women? Did you? Why, guys, well, how did it go for two hours? Did they talk about having to wear belts so you don't have like that plumber crack or electrician's <laughs> crack when you're out on the field? Just wondering. I always wonder if they talk about that. Kind Ladies of and gentlemen, the Fresh <laughs> Thought Collective ask, is hey, tuned in. They ask you for your uh, green card, eh? <laughs> Anyway, Salvatore Mauro, thanks for chiming in. <laughs> okay, uh, uh. so back to the news. That was last night's one of last night's games, the Dolphins and the Patriots. Also, uh-huh. on Monday Night Football, you guys know I am like the largest Raiders fan right. in the world. Right. The Raiders beat the Broncos in what was an awesome game. I gotta admit to you, I was gonna say what's 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 news about NFL, but that is news that the Raiders that beat the Raiders somebody. win. No, and they didn't just beat them. The Raiders gave up, I mean, hundreds of yards hey, in the... penalties and still beat them. Not to mention Sebastian Janikowski, the kicker for the Raiders, um, kicked a 63-yard field goal, which tied wow. the record. That is pretty Tied that's, the record. I got to get a picture of Jonesy. She's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so You're the biggest Raider he, fan I know. He dude. tied the record, and... Now it's actually being um they're actually fighting it because when they reviewed the video and the placement of the ball they're saying it was 64 yards which would put Janikowski at wow. the NFL record and he said he dreamed it that it was going to happen this year in Bronco wow. and he had he dreamed three things his three goals in his football career to break a record to tie a record and to win a Super Bowl. So, so well you know what all the all the Raiders fans already have a record too. <laughs> that's what that's why it's important people they, you don't this, get it. Here we go. A record, you know. Uh, that's right, they have a record. That's funny. Uh, you know what? <laughs> the fans. Here we go. Here's here's my PSA for the day. Um. This is a perfect example of how why it is important 
to visualize your goals. Yes. In order to in, in order to achieve your goals, you you write them down. You you do you they repeat ha- them to do yourself. Do they have to be dressed? Visualize. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so that is news because they won. Because they won. Yes, and I was very proud. Okay, big news. Have you guys heard about Brett Cummings, the weatherman? In okay. Arkansas? No, let's hear it. You haven't heard about Arkansas, this? Arkansas, no. Brett Cummings um, is a weatherman in Arkansas, and, in Little Rock, Arkansas, actually. And uh-huh. he recently quit his job after um, he woke up Labor Day in a bathtub with Dexter Paul Williams, who was completely naked, dead, with an animal collar around his neck. Okay, uh, who's Dexter Paul? Who's that? Um, I don't know who that is, but yeah. it's just telling Did the story. Did he know? Oh, my God. They were partying that night. Uh-huh. And he, um, they were in, you know, snorting drugs. They don't know what kind of drugs. He didn't know what kind of right. drugs it was. You know, the illegal uh-huh. ones, I would assume. Uh-huh. And they were, I guess, having fun parties. And woke up in a hotel room in the, uh, you know, the spa, the jet jacuzzi tub. I'm yeah. sorry. Woke up in the jacuzzi tub, and that's what he saw. Apparently, he. Vomited as soon as he woke up, and uh, about two weeks later resigned because you know he, he, what, he's a weatherman in Little he's Rock. He's a weatherman in Little Rock. Wow. So he wow. he resigned that position because a man was found dead on top of him, or he woke up with a man dead on top of him in, in the, the bathtub. bathtub yeah. That's gross. I mean, it's it's a huge con. You got to think also. They're in Arkansas. That's like the are Bible Belt. Yeah. Yes, it is. You but, can't. But remember, so did. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton come from Arkansas, and he was used, using cigars on interns. Prum pum. <laughs> uh, it's not a joke. He was. Prum pum. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be embarrassing, eh? You know. Well, you know what? That's probably I mean, why he resigned. Brother. Yeah, I mean, basically, could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. No, no, I can't. No. <laughs> so what state? Arkansas. 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 That's Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. okay. And. Lastly, for the stupid state of the week, okay, not only do the Pittsburgh Steelers come from there, which I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers, we're going to Pennsylvania. Okay. okay. Scott Shover, 53-year-old, was arrested in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, after he was spotted by a Walmart employee opening a package of raw beef and eating it off the shelf. Oh gosh! He was also noticed to at not, Walmart. Yeah, he was also noticed to not have teeth, which I found that absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But he didn't have teeth and was eating raw beef off of the shelf. Took a couple of bites out of it, put it back, <laughs> like you know, closed up the little oh, package, gosh. put it back on the shelf, and started to walk out the store. He was confronted by the LP, the store manager, and um, you know, LP, ladies and gentlemen, is loss prevention. Thank you. Um. The scary guys who watch the cameras always be weary of lost LP people. No, really? Yes. And I work in a store. Let me tell you. Creepy. Yeah. I think <laughs> they've got that whole voyeurism thing down. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Charlie. So, um, you know, he's I'm confronted. I'm not going to wear my G-string at Walmart in anymore. <laughs> uh, so what happened? Confronted in the parking lot. Hey, but- did, did you ever see, sorry, did you ever see Walmart babes? No. That ch- it's, it's a chain. I'm sorry. It's a chain uh, email where they, they actually take pictures of people in Walmart. Peopleofwalmart.com. <laughs> Have you ever been there? <laughs> no. Okay, this is what I got to say. You'll be there all night. <laughs> yes, I've seen <laughs> All night. It is funny, but I got to tell you something. I got to say something. I, I do a lot of traveling for work, okay? <laughs> and there's times when you think you're going to be gone for two or one day, and you end up being away longer, or you forgot to pack something. And God bless 
Walmart because yeah. you can get anything you need. A lot of them are open 24 hours in the in rural well, parts of the United States. you could go to the 99 States. cent store. Not every, bien, but, eh? but 99 cent <laughs> store isn't everywhere, dude. Try no. being in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, needing some swishy pants for the rain or being in, you know, Paducah, Kentucky, and you need uh, I've snacks. been to Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> yeah, there's not much there. Not much. Swishy but you, pants. But you can okay. find Walmart. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that, okay? <laughs> you, you know the swishy pants. Sounds like something that Brett Cummings is wearing before he ended up in the jacuzzi. <laughs> I got to tell you something. Whenever I get those swishy pants, it's because I don't have pants to, that Because you, you have diarrhea? No. <laughs> it's because... It, I had that the other day, bro. I didn't even have to go to Walmart. Typically, eh? because I don't want to buy the expensive rain gear because I have some at home, but I forgot to bring some or I, I didn't expect it to rain. So I buy the swishy pants. What are swishy pants? Those kind of like... They make swishy sounds when you walk. Oh, like, like tracksuits? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then when I get home, I look at them. I go, I don't need these pants. I never wear them. It was a, it was dire need that made me get them. And that's when I usually, I, I've I've had several pairs because I went out of town I, and needed them. I can't them. say anything. I've I've been there, Jose, with the Walmart middle of the night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to work at about five o'clock in the morning, forty five minutes from my house. And you know, it's me carrying <laughs> both of the girls out the house and the lunch and the backpacks, everything you need. So imagine me. 15 minutes from my job after I dropped the kids off, about to be there on time, realized <laughs> I walked out the door without my shoes on. <laughs> hey, listen, I got people saying things. Salvatore Mauro's chiming in. He's like, swishy pants. Sounds like latest fashion in Greenwich Village. Thanks, <laughs> Sal. Jeez. And also, uh, Terry Wynn chimes in, he, and he said, poor guy, had to wear squishy pants. I didn't say squishy. <laughs> I said swishy. It's the same thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Squishy implies that, you know, <laughs> something else. Anyway, so, so what happened in Walmart, me? So <laughs> the guy ate raw guy meat. This guy ate the raw meat, um, was confronted in the parking lot, and was arrested at Taser Point, which I don't get it. <laughs> What's like, Taser I've never point? seen Instead tasers of point? have a point. They just have those two little prongs. Okay. And the, you know, it goes like, <laughs> okay, in the middle. okay, get you. So it didn't come out and say that they tasered him but in my mind i wanted to think they tasered him. i know <laughs> and like i could see him you know without his teeth like clenching his gums together okay what was he saying don't jonesy. tase me bro don't jonesy. tase me jonesy has a taste fetish man and he's she just, just like, loves getting I mean, watching people get tased you know you're getting tased you clench your teeth together he doesn't have teeth so he's clenching have, his gums and you, they're just like rubbing have making you been that squishy sound have you been tased no <laughs> No, never. So, uh, Poor so, guy. So what did they charge him with, you know? They charged him. Oh, my gosh. I wrote it down. Where'd it go? With, um... <laughs> they charged him with it, eating raw meat. It was a felony. It was felony theft. Um, it was felony theft. Um, felony retail theft for twenty four fifty three. Twenty four dollars and fifty three cents. Well, he ate $24 worth of beef. He didn't even eat it all. He just tasted it. Okay, and then he didn't want to get tased, so he started dancing. <laughs> Don't tase me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is actual footage of the surveillance camera when he was asking not to be tased. <laughs> anyway, so what? What country? What state was this? So that was the black and yellow state of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Let me tell you, I was in Pennsylvania uh, this week because I went to cover the 9-11 memorial in Shanksville. And um, 
I hadn't been in Pennsylvania in a while, and I love, I got to tell you, Midwesterners, I love Pennsylvania. I love Ohio. And when I went back this week, I was reminded why. The people there in, 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 in that part of the country are the salt of the earth. They're very nice people. And um, it didn't take long for me to remember that when I was there. And I want to just tell you, heartfelt, that even though you guys are eating beef raw, you know, from a Walmart, <laughs> and I still love you guys. I, I, I just despise Pennsylvania because the Steelers are from there. <laughs> but I must say, the one thing I love about Pennsylvania is that's where Punxsutawney Phil is from. And, you know, What's me, that? Punxsutawney what? <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil. That's the, uh, the, the, Groundhog's the Groundhog Day. from Groundhog's Day. The, oh. That's the name of the groundhog. That's Phil. The groundhog's name is Phil. Oh. He's in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and being as I was born on Groundhog's Day, I just share this connection You were with born him. on Groundhog Day? <laughs> groundhog Day? You were there. You didn't know that? <laughs> just dang. I know, uh, I know. remember when you were born, but I yes. didn't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, Ladies and gentlemen, Jonesy is our niece. And this is full nepotism at its best. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome current events, baby. And congratulations to the Raiders for so, winning. <laughs> so what's the so which one is the sta- the stupid state of the of the week? Should it be the the meat eating don't taste me bro guy from Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? From Pennsylvania? Yeah. Or definitely. should it be uh what was the other one? The the Weatherman? The Brett weather Cummings? the naked from weatherman Kansas or Arkansas. The naked weatherman with the dead guy with the collar on. From uh, for Little Rock, Arkansas. Guys, chime in. 626-275-TWIN. 626-275-TWIN. Or just, you know, chime in on our wall on Twin Talk Show on Facebook. Anyway, so Polly Roxon is laughing as well. He's laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Swishy pants. Hey, guys. When, <laughs> when you're out of town, you got no clothes because you ran out of clothes. You didn't pack enough because you didn't know you were going to be gone long. And you don't expect it to be misty and rainy outside. The last thing you want is your jeans to start gating damp okay listen television news is not a glamorous job you might think it is ladies and gentlemen but it's not glamorous i want to tell you last week for instance i was in the middle of the mud in the rain doing a live shot at two o'clock in the morning pacific i mean uh uh eastern time for you guys in the west coast to, to see it and we're freezing and we were wet ah pobrecito. play the music <laughs> anyways playing the world's smallest violin over here <laughs> <laughs> uh, and feel free to call in folks our, our show today we're gonna we're going to uh thank you by the way is that your current events that is my current events awesome current events ladies thank you, jonesy and gentlemen jonesy's current events and uh we thank you for being here again and uh stick around stick around jonesy's current Woo! events um, as I said earlier, we're going to be um, uh, having uh, more, uh, fantastic guests, uh, all having to deal with, uh, do with um, the um, 9-11, 10th anniversary. Uh, we, our show is dedicated to those people who were affected uh, by the 9-11 tragedy, and, um, and it's dedicated to those who continue to uh, serve our country uh, and, and subsequently to that. And uh, we, we honor you, and we respect you, and we, we thank you all for those of you that are listening. We thank you for listening. So, um, you know, that's what's going on. So did you want to say something, brother? Yeah, I wanted to say thank you to the Fresh Thought Collective for tuning in. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. The Fresh Thought Collective is in. Uh, so that's what's going on. Now, did you want to announce a giveaway or something? Actually, yes, the Mojo Bluesmen. Uh how are we going to do this? How did we decide to do this? You, you're no. the one that's your I, I got a good one. Okay. 
you guys are gonna just laugh at this. Okay, uh, okay. Last we, week, first, first of all, first of all, uh, the the CD is called "Whiskey and Women" by the Mojo Bluesmen. We had them on our show last week. Play a piece of that. That's the Bojo Bluesman. That was a little trace of the Bojo Bluesman. You know, I only played like the end of the track. Yeah, but it was out of the CD. Uh, but you ought to listen to our show last week. They played live here at Dio Luis's Garage and uh, uh, really dope-ass uh, songs. And uh, check it out. So anyhow, uh, first, first caller, 626-275-TWIN. Six two six two seven five twin. Check these guys. You're gonna out. get a CD by the Mojo, Blue, Mojo Bluesman, exclusive to Twin Talk, ladies and gentlemen. The Mojo Bluesman are a couple of guys that are are busking, which means they're street performing across the country. They just landed from Australia last week. They were on our show first, and now they're going across the country in the U.S. And they are six two six two seven five twin. We're not selling anything, so it's free. So <laughs> check in, dial in, and you get it. Oh. All right, so uh, we'll do that, uh, and we'll do the giveaway. So um, that's pretty good stuff. Are you whistling, Ace? It, who's okay. whistling? Oh, that's the, the caller. Call from unknown caller. Well, call let's answer. To your current call. Hello, this is... Oh, I just hung up. Uh, uh, what, what is it with this phone? I keep hanging up on people. Let me call them back because they called for, for goodness sake. I'm going to call them back. It's ringing. It's ringing. Hello, you're on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do you hear us? I know who this is. No, you don't. Oh, they haven't asked? I know that ring back. Hello, this is Jose from Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. (laughs) I'm sorry I hung up on you. Who is this? It's me, dude. It's Tony. Oh, it's Tony. (laughs) I told you I knew that tone. (laughs) Well, people are really going to think this is fixed. Or that they all, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. You guys don't got to give me the CD. Just burn me a copy. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Hey, Mijo, this one is signed by the guys, and uh, it's called Whiskey and Women. It's their first CD. Uh, it's got seven tunes. You're going to dig it, man. Sample it, Holmes. Dude, it, it sounded cool when I, when I was listening to you guys, and I was like, dude, that's just dope. And then you guys gave me the number, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to call right now. <laughs> I have my phone right next to me. So, you know. Thanks for listening, Mijo. Anyways, twin uh, twin talk with Jose and Angel. Appreciate people listening, whether they're related to us or not. And uh, uh, tune in next week. Is there anything you want to say? Any shout outs there, uh, Tony? Um, I want to give a shout out to um, you know all the homies and um, also you know Fresh Thought Collective, Nico, Brandon, uh, Daryl, Primo says up there, and uh, the Bay, and of course Twin Talk and Jonesy. Right on. Thank you. So, hey, anyways, uh, we'll get it. We'll get it over you. Thanks for calling in, Mijo. Uh-huh. We, uh, and uh, to the rest of our listeners who didn't win, we have uh, uh, the uh, the their second CD, Mojo Bluesman Dirty Love. This one has twelve tunes, and uh, we'll be giving that away on our next show. And, and 
Make sure that you guys friend them on Facebook because they're busking across the country, and uh, they're doing it for the for the love of the uh, of the music. And just like Tim Everett, the guitarist in the duo, he says he they came out here with t just about nothing because they want to show the music on their pilgrimage to New Orleans, and so. Help support their trip and find out where they're at so you can listen to them. They're dope. Show the music, man. Uh, well, you know what? I just turned it off, dude. No, that's what they, <laughs> that's what they want to do. They want to show the oh, music. Oh, I thought you were telling me to show the music. It's like spreading the word, spreading the, the love, spreading the blues. Now, listen, gentlemen, to change tone a little bit, uh, we remind you that this week's show is uh, in in uh, honor of the 9-11 uh, victims and i want to share something with you it's uh it's kind of heavy so if there's children in the room you might want to uh think about uh lowering the volume or something but i want to share this because in the spirit of people not forgetting um what happened in 9 11 and so that we can move forward and become better people and not let this happen again let's uh listen to this What you're listening to is an audio. What you're listening to is an audio montage of actual, actual broadcasts from pilots to tower during 9/11, and also newscasts.
seen anything like this. Ninety three was the first American Airlines plane that flew into the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. It was <clears throat> when I was driving to work. I heard that uh, United, I, I United ninety three. I Can heard I say that. American Airlines. I heard that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, the reason why I play this, it's kind of it's kind of somber, but. Um, I want to convey to everyone how important it is that we don't forget a momentous moment like that, however terrible it was at the time, that, you know, we remember what happens 
because I really believe that it needs to make us better people, you know? Mm. Um, however that manifests itself, we need to become a better people. And we have uh, listeners who've chimed in about this. Um, we had Sal Mauro tuned in. He says, as I listen to these transmissions, I thank you guys for playing them because too many people do not want us to hear these things. Thanks for not being PC. It is PC that will defeat us, political correctness. And the terrorists know how do you political, use political uh-huh. correctness against us? He says, he continues to say, it is the 9-11 murders that made me decide to join the U.S. Air Force Auxiliary. You know, he says, although I didn't do anything heroic, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, I'm glad that I didn't list. So he says, thank you, and thanks for having Lisa Daftari, who's our Middle East specialist, who will be with us later tonight. Uh, thanks for listening, thanks Sal. Thanks for listening, Sal. Also, we had... Um, uh, I lost the page. Somebody else chimed in about this. Thanks for listening. So, um, Josie, what what do you want to say about nine eleven? Do you uh, do you remember what you you know? How's it affected you? What, what did, how did it change your life? If a good or or bad? Well, I I remember it happening. I wasn't even in the states. I was actually in Mexico on vacation, um, and I mean I was only what sixteen at the time. Right. But I mean my. Ex husband was actually already in the military. Was in the Marine Corps already, and many of our, like many of my friends, that we all you know associated with, were all in the military. It was scary, and it's just changed my life tremendously because you know two deployments later, a deployment of my little sister. Like I've seen friends fall from you know attempted suicides because of post traumatic stress disorder. Like it's marriages fall apart like it's affected my life tremendously i've seen so much being in a military community it's i mean just thinking about this it just kills me sometimes so i uh that you know war is not good okay and uh, i think i think we remember because it's natural to remember but uh, <clears throat> i'm gonna be a little bit on um on pc all right, let's hear it. And uh, we want that. We want I the think, truth. Yeah, I think that we should allow ourselves to to grieve and let that process uh, run its course, and uh, be careful when we are uh, remembering because we may intentionally remember or we may just by naturally remember, but just be careful because they can conjure up uh, uh, very uh, hard or strong feelings which then uh, can manifest into something that's not good for you individually or us individually. And in, in, in this case, uh, in particular, as a nation and, uh, and, with, uh, and, and how we relate well, to I, the world. You know, I know what you're saying. So, I, I, I think that you're worried about bringing it up. I, and recently, last week, we sort of had a conversation about that, about how uh, perhaps people are making too big of a deal and what have you. About this, uh, uh, I is think, that what you're, uh, uh, well, that 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 term is is for lack of a better term, it's not that. It's just it's just we should remember. We should allow. Uh, we should allow ourselves to remember, uh, but not necessarily uh, um, uh, in, intend to remember. We need to allow it to run its course. But, but you know what? But I've ne- you but know you know. Here's the deal. Um, Intending meaning and uh, intentionally doing something to honor, remember. But you know, this week, for instance, was the 10th year anniversary of, of that terrible event. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I was in Shanksville, Pennsylvania this week, as you know, mm-hmm. and in, and in uh, Manhattan <clears throat> on, at the World Trade Center a location. And there was 
thousands of thousands of people who arrived there. There was a pilgrimage of people not only from this country but from around the world mm-hmm. that needed to right. be there. Right. And they, and it was their intention, you, to coin your phrase, it was their intention to be there in order to remember or grieve or whatever their purpose was. Right. And a lot of them were there to show brotherhood uh, with their fellow police and fire or to show uh, solidarity with the uh, victims and their families, whatever. And they felt that they needed it. They needed it. And that's why they were there. That's good. You know? That's, um, so, that's so, good. I'm, I'm just saying that there's there's a there's a... We have to just be uh, aware and conscious of of where we stand in 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 uh, where we where we are in 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 our grieving process in our uh, uh, being able to grasp it, conceptualize whatever it is we're feeling uh, or whatever is going on. But but we also have to release. So that's maybe, just but the that's thing. but for a lot of people, that's part of their process. Yes, I indeed, mean, I agree. No, I totally agree with you, and that's that's what I'm saying. We we well allow it to run its course, but you know, just I invite I invite our listeners to go on our Facebook wall and look at the photos that I posted last week. Uh, some of them are family members or friends of uh, of the victims who went there to to pay respects in the new memorial that is open. Um, but also, um, I was there, Angel, and uh, as you know. I was there for the news, and there was a lot of news, international news there. And people were coming up to us that had no relation whatsoever via family members that died yeah. or, or first responders or anything. They were just there. Who, there were people who said, you know what? We've been coming to New York every year yeah. on this date, and we have nobody that we know that was affected just because it affected us. It's, it, and it's true yeah. because, I mean, like I said, it affected my life. Gen- you know, I don't know anybody, per se, who was in a World Trade Center or a first responder. But, you know, when I actually got to visit the, the World Trade Center Ground Zero last year, I mean, it was such – I mean, it – it really brought to home being there. It really said, you know what, regardless of all the politics and political correctness and mm-hmm. this lies, regardless of everything surrounding mm-hmm. all the stuff that's thrown around, mm-hmm. there is still, you know, there was a reason. Those are the people that, you know, like that all of this is for, you know, and so right. it's kind of one of those, you know, I do agree with the bringing it up once a year. A lot of people want to have, you know, want to agree with it. I'm one of those people who, you know, 365 days out of the year, I'm I'm one, I'm a patriot, you know. My hands always on my heart for the pledge of allegiance for um the star-spangled banner, you know, my kids understand it whereas you you see a lot of kids in schools today, you know, I can sit in the classroom and they don't they don't understand it. So, right. yeah, an, you know what, as a, as a, but as a but as an individual, we need to stay grounded pre- uh, uh with and be re- really aware of what what we're feeling and make sure that that how strong these emotions are that we're not going that we're not going uh, uh it's not going to manifest into something that could be harmful Negative for us or or harmful. Uh, yeah. Listen to this uh, or, or or for our nation. Well, nation first of all, Sal is very open, I mean very uh, verbal today so to speak and he says you made a very good point here, but I don't know who he's talking about. Either you, me or Jonesy. But we have Terry uh, from Nebraska, who says this tragic happening has opened our eyes to what fanatics can do at a drop of a hat. History should be our teacher. We should learn from this experience. Our nation has become stronger because of this. We should allow ourselves to reflect on what others do for us. 
we take so much for granted. There you go. See, that's the thing. I yes. mean, it's kind of he's a, kind of affirming what I'm saying. I mean, not agreeing. But with then you me, got Marisol who says, "Angel, please, sorry, bro. What, I, you, I what, you, what, what you're saying does not make sense and could offend people." I can understand what Angel's saying, but in the sense that you know they were extremists. And this kind of, you know, terrorist attack upon our country can cause extremists to come out, you know, in an opposite direction, which sure. it, it, you know, hate can lead to more. Here's hate. what and I so got to say. Here's my argument to that. I will. And, and mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, that are listening around the world uh, on Twin Talk, uh, Twin Talk cast. Mark my words. If history books and textbooks accurately document what has happened in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. they will reflect that President George W. Bush, who started, who uh, um, who initiated the war on terrorism, okay, by by taking the war to the terrorists instead of reacting with a few bombs here and there, and and therefore I believe stabilizing things in the Middle East, taking down a dictator who would kill millions and millions of his people and was 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 willing to arm himself with weapons of mass destruction, taking down the Taliban in Afghanistan and freeing the Afghani who had already had opportunities for women who were no longer able to 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 have those freedoms because the radical t- Taliban. Uh, was taken over, freeing those two countries, and Afghanistan had their very first democratic elections ever. And we're talking about a, a, a civilization that's been around for a couple thousand years. And the textbooks are correct. If textbooks accurately document this, our children are going to and grandchildren, grandchildren are going to learn about this as a positive thing. Okay, well that's that's cool. And but I really I just, can't wait. I just don't want to come off. I don't want. Uh, I just. I just want to be clear here, okay? My heart, I was glued to the TV. I remember exactly when I first saw the first images, and they and they moved me, and I moved. But we need to allow to heal, and we and and if and if it means doing this every year, great. But let's be let's be careful to not uh, mani- allow these strong feelings to manifest into something unhealthy, and 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 fall and and when or. And make us uh, uh, a little weaker, maybe. Well, Marisol says, Marisol Mendez says, there's many reasons to remember, and one of them is to not become complacent. We need to move on because we have guests waiting on our phone calls. But in the meantime, I want to play something real quick. This is George W. Bush. George W. Bush. This is George W. Bush, uh, his famous speech on uh, the September 14th when he arrived on Ground Zero, and and somebody handed him a bullhorn. As you might recall, pre- President, as you might recall, President George W. Bush 
arrived at Ground Zero two days after the uh, the two or three days after the attacks. Um, after Secret Service, after he finally told Secret Service, I'm not staying away from there because the Secret Service didn't want him to go because they didn't deem it safe enough. And when he arrived, he arrived at Ground Zero, sto- stood on a rubble, a pile of rubble, and addressed the first responders that were there. And as you can hear, um, it was a pretty pre- uh, moving moment for everyone. Now, we have to move on um, because we have our second segment of the show. We have Brad Burlingame, who is the brother of Chick, uh, the pilot of Flight 77, which went into um, the Pentagon. We also have Wesley Leon, a uh, Guatemalan native who enlisted in the Army after 9-11. And we have Lisa Deftari who um, is our Middle East expert. And so uh, when we come back, um, uh, we're going to also, um, uh, don't forget that Angel has his chill lounge at the end of the show. Shoo. And then, um, you know, we're going to, but in the meantime, we have a, a musical break. And I want you guys to listen to this. It's a song by by Coldplay, but um, it's got a little special twist on it. Uh, you ready to play it, Jonesy? Go ahead, Jonesy. Yeah, 
That was, uh, as you heard, Coldplay's Fix You with a montage of audio from the 9-11 tragedy. Some of it was pretty heavy, and I, I got to admit, when I, when I uh, you know, cued it earlier today to preview it, uh, I was very moved, and I, had, I was wrestling whether or not to play it. But in spirit... You know, you know what's another good one? When they had the, uh, all the artists that got together at, at, uh, at undisclosed locations, remember, uh, just after the 9-11 uh, incident to, I don't know, raise money or, or awareness for... Um, for okay. okay, your point, your point. Um, uh, 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 won't Back Down by uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. In uh, other words, we ain't going to back off on this. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, it's a great song, and, and it was fitting uh, for... Um, well, I want to any situation, any we, situation where we feel defeated or hurt or I want to read un- helpless. We got to move on because we have our, our, our caller and I have a I have a, uh, a real quick before we move. Uh, we have our caller. Uh, we have Polly Roxon chimed in on Facebook. Uh, he's he's in Australia. As you know, we have listeners all over the world. He says, I remember being in the middle of the outback in Western Australia. He said, at the time of the terrible incident, I thought it was a Bruce Willis movie until I saw the CNN logo on the bottom of the screen. We were all playing cards at the time with the volume down on the telly. Always, Anyways, there was an military air, old military airfield that had been decommissioned in the area outside of Exmouth seven years earlier. That base was fully operational within 24 hours of 9-11. Surprised the hell out of us when a heap of U.S. bombers started flying in the next day. We don't see that kind of stuff in the middle of the Aussie outback. And you know what? I I personally want to thank all of the countries 
that that you know extended their help and their and their uh, condolences to America during that awful time. And I was you'll see on, on Facebook I posted pictures, for instance, of of British uh, police officers standing by at the uh, 9/11 uh, memorial. This really week. good pictures. Uh, go on our Facebook, you guys. Twin Talk Show. And uh, uh, Jose, as you guys know, uh, started his journey across the country uh, to uh, um, uh, uh, to cover the whole uh, events and the events that led up to these uh, 9/11 uh, memorial, uh, 10-year memorial. And there's a great uh, uh, story and pictures that uh, that he's got on there. And I'm, I uh, we we've had a lot of our listeners or p- uh, people that are on our friends friends list or. On our Facebook and Twitter, that uh, made comment. Uh, have you ever? Have anyone ever told that. you you're very verbose? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to move on, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as Did I you see him while I was talking, <laughs> I was trying to wrap you, dude. It was so funny because we watch. have a call. Oh, I thought you were telling me to no, keep going. This man. means stretch. This means wrap. Stretch. You know what this rap. means? <laughs> he just flipped me off, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so on the phone right now, um, uh, as we promised, uh, we we are honored to say. That on the phone right now, the we have Brad Burlingame, who is the brother of Chick Burlingame, the pilot or the captain of the of Flight Seventy Seven that went into the Pentagon on that fateful day. Uh, Brad, do you hear us? Oh, let me cue you up. Uh, can you hear us, Brad? Yes, I can hear you fine. Thank you for coming. We're really honored that you're on our show. Thank you very much for agreeing to do this and staying up late with us tonight. Um, Thank you for inviting me. I know that you've been very busy recently. Uh, uh, By all accounts, you were recently in the city of Sherman Oaks on September 11. Um, uh, You you were the keynote speaker there, I believe, and I I heard that there was a very heartfelt uh, speech that you had made. But I'm very honored to say that I met you recently when we shot an interview with you in regards to your brother. Can you explain to our listeners who Chick was um, and, and how did he how he is connected to the 9-11 tragedy? Well, yeah, um, just, um, I will tell you this, uh, you know, he was like, like a lot of people that day, uh, but, um, I will tell you that just generally we grew up in Southern California. Uh, we grew up in Anaheim. My brother was uh, very good in school. He went to the Naval Academy to go into the Navy and become an officer. And uh, he went there because he wanted to fly, which he did once he got out. He started flying Navy jets and fighter uh, fighter jets on off of aircraft carriers. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was a married man with a, w- a wife and a daughter. And, um, you know, he was courageous in the cockpit that day. He fought for almost five minutes with the terrorists who burst in and... Uh, you know, that's when he was killed, about 30 minutes before that plane crashed. They, as you know, uh, brought on board box knives, and uh, those knives were used to kill him. Uh, Brad, can you explain to the listeners how it is that that, that it is known uh, that your brother uh, put up a fight? Well, in, a, in another prosecution a few years ago, I was invited to Washington and met with the prosecutors in that trial uh, that... Uh, uh, Part of the conspirators, he wasn't involved. wasn't involved directly that day, but uh, you may recall a trial of a man named Zacharias Musawi. Right. And uh, in the preparations for that trial, uh, the prosecutors shared uh, evidence that they had gathered, uh, specifically 
data from one of the black boxes. The, the voice recorder of my brother's plane was destroyed, but the data recorder was not. And I watched animation of the flight. You could see exactly what happened from takeoff to its final crash into the Pentagon. And you could see when the, uh, you know, the flight was flying normally and when it was out of control turbulence. And then after that struggle in the cockpit, you could see when it was flying again, but not professionally. It was, you know, really rocky, uh, unsteady sort of flight. The flight of someone who was uh, not a professional. Now, you, told, you, 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 you had mentioned earlier on our interview that, uh, actually when I met you, that, that Chick was that kind of person who was, who was uh, going to defend I guess uh, you know the people or the or the passengers uh, of of his vessel. Yeah, he because of his military training, I think it accentuated that. You know, he had a real. Uh, this is my ship. I'm in charge of it. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of my passengers. And several of the pilots were of military background that day. And one of the things uh, I, I've pointed out in the last few days, Jose, is that um, you know that day the hijackings when they occurred were very different than all the other hijackings that had been taking place over the years. In all the other histories of hijackings, the planes were flown to the destination. The pilots fulfilled the demands to fly to those destinations. This was the first time in history where the hijackers were demanding to commandeer the flight controls, and the pilots would have resisted that. Uh, I am sure, based upon what I know from my brother's flight and Flight 93, that all of the flight fruit crews were killed this way and were certainly dead before the planes crashed. Now, um, to go a little bit, uh, you know, toward our theme of our show, because we, we definitely, you know, we, we just had a big discussion about rehashing things and what have you, but uh, I really mm-hmm. want to stay on, on the tone of, or I'll go toward the tone of, you know, what, obvious, the obvious answer to how this might have affected yourself and your family, we don't need, I'm not asking for that, but, is, sure. there, is there something that you can express to our listeners that that this kind of event? Um, let me go a bit on a tangent. Usually, when people lose a, a family member or a loved one, it's usually done in a semi-private way. You know, it's only it's only the re- their the nuclear family that know about it. And this was a hugely public and and just a terrible way to, that this thing, this happened to all these people. Does this? How does that change a person? Does it make you know, is it? What does that do? To well, look at everybody has a losses has these losses in their life. You know, you you and Angel both have both have mom and dad, and uh, and and family members, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't live forever. Right, and those are very difficult things. Uh, you know, you, you if you're if you're married, you know it it's. It's very difficult. This was different than, to your question, very uh, public, and it was a, a, an event that's going to be always remembered in history. So um, that's been a different experience for me. I mean, I happened to have lost my, my parents before this happened in the, the two years before, both of them. And uh, they were older. You kind of expect them to go. It's sad still, but you expect them to go and right. not live forever. This was different, and the other thing that was different about this, and I really want to point it out to all of your audience and listeners around the world, you know, this was different particularly for the people at Ground Zero, because one of the things I've been reminding people to over the last several days, and they, they forget, is that everybody mentions that 3,000 people died, but at Ground Zero, 
over 1,100 just vanished into thin air. Their families never got to see them again. They not never got to even have a funeral. Nothing came back from them. Nothing. Wow. The destruction there was intense. Of the of the 2,800 or so that died there, as I say, 1,100 just vanished into 13 uh, in, into thin air. Of the 1,700 that they did identify, 1,700 of that 1,700, two only, they only found 293 fully intact bodies. Of those 293 fully intact bodies, only 12 could be identified by sight. Wow. 12. They found, they've found over the years over 20,000 body parts. Wow. Of that 20,000, 6,000 could fit inside a test tube. Wow. The destruction there was intense. And when and one of the things I would emphasize, and you've heard it before, but it can never be overstated, is what the firefighters and police and other first responders did that day. Yeah, yes, we've heard the the, the stories of them rushing up the stairs, but listen, man, you guys, you know, they're looking up at black smoke, you know, glasses raining down on them. They're seeing shoes everywhere. Worst of all, literally bodies are flying out of the sky. Right. Two policemen were killed by falling bodies. And when those bodies hit, they exploded. They were hit, they were moving at over 100 miles an hour by the time they got to the ground. Right. It was a surreal scene. But I, I, I really uh, have a lot of sympathy for the families who, uh, you know, their, their loved ones just disappeared, just literally just vanished into thin air. That site where there's now a memorial is more than just a memorial for Brad, them. Brad, this That's is... Great... Brad, this is yeah. Angel. Hi, Angel. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, calling into our show. We really, uh, it's an honor to us. But uh, uh, what do you, uh, having lost your, your brother, what is what do you think about um, all this uh, stuff going around the internet of uh, conspiracy theories? I know there's no question that you lost your brother, and and it's a, it's a very you know it's, it's a very unfortunate thing, but. But does it matter uh, if uh, uh, if it if it was some conspiracy theory or not? Does what does it make you think or, or what? I, I I Angel, thank you for asking the question. And honestly, I don't like talking about it. But I'm going to talk about it with you guys. And I have to tell you, when your brother Jose asked me, one of the reasons I wanted to do it. Because I love the fact that you guys are brothers and doing this together. <laughs> Thank you very that much. Is, Thank you. Thank you. And it I, I know you guys disagree. Jose told me that, <laughs> and and I've read about you guys. But you you're brothers, man. Whether you disagree or not, you 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 love each other. I know that. But right. your question, Angel, is about conspiracy. And I understand when things happen, and we don't have all the answers. People ask a lot of questions. It's the nature of you know being an intelligent society and. Uh, Look at I'm an older guy, middle-aged guy. I've I've had the same questions over the years about things that took place when the JFK assassination took place, other things that have happened in our life. But I have to tell you, having been experiencing this and seeing it, I mean, I've been on the websites that actually have alleged my brother was a conspirator involved in his plane crash into oh. the into the Pentagon. Uh-huh. It's very very hurtful, mm-hmm. and uh, I even uh, I will tell you this: I even had. Somebody called me a friend. I could tell by the tone when they called me just a couple months ago, uh-huh. wanting to know uh, if the whole thing was fake. And, 
you know, I've heard it enough now that I, I can, you know, uh, I'm not going to overreact to it. I just think it's people who are not informed and unintelligent about really looking at the situation. When you see a plane that just disappears into a building, you think, how can this happen? But planes are, even though they're big and heavy, they're fragile. And this thing, this plane was 182,000 pounds, big giant airplane. And where did it go? Well, I've seen physicist studies of what happened to this plane. And when a plane is flying at over 530 miles per hour, carrying over 5,000 gallons of fuel, slams into granite walls, right. you're not going to have less of that. And even the, the same thing with the Pentagon. The destruction was intense. We found very, very little of my brother. But I'll tell you one very poignant story, and it relates to the question that was asked in me, uh, and relates to your question, Angel. This question was friend of a friend of a friend. Eventually, that six degrees of separation was about the honor guard at my brother's funeral, who said they think the funeral was fake. Oh my there God. was nothing in that casket. Wow. And I had to chuckle even just a little bit, if you can believe it or not, because that casket was light. There was very little in that casket. Mm-hmm. Very few human remains, but enough for us to have a burial. The man was buried in his uniform with honors, with what human remains we had left. But for somebody to suddenly take that, spin it out, and say, oh, that casket is light, the thing's fake, that's how these things start up. And it's wrong. It's just wrong. People should think it out more before they start speculating and putting these things out there and making really broad statements that are untrue. Brad, 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 I agree with you. Thank you for sharing that with us and appreciate your taking that question. We have... um we're running out of time, and you know what? I didn't prepare um, ask you of this ahead of time, but when we met, you had a um, prayer card that you found yep. that was found. Do you have it with you now? Uh, it's in a, it's another another room right uh, now. I I, I I do carry it, but uh, I I can share with you some of the words. Yes, of that, just a little bit. Um, let me just tell the listeners: the prayer card was a card uh, that would that you like the the kind you get at a funeral when someone passes away, and it was from the funeral of your mother, as I recall, and that yes. was one of the few remains that was found or uh, of property that your brother of your brothers that was found at the Pentagon. Uh, miraculously, uh, even after the fire and everything, it was barely singed. And uh, do you remember some of the lines from that card? Yes, uh, I'll share. I won't read the whole thing. Sure, I'll read you some of the the last words of that poem. And you're right; they only found two things, and uh, Jose they they found his passport, which is in his crew kit, and you know his wife wanted to find his wedding band. It was melted in the inferno, but they found this laminated photo prayer card. How it survived, we don't know. We think it was God and our mother saying, hey, don't worry, I got him now. But basically the poem says this, I did not die. Do not stand in my grave and weep. I am not there. I do not sleep. I am a thousand winds that blow. I am the diamond glints on snow. I am the swift, uplifting rush of quiet birds in circling flight. I am the soft starlight at night. Do not stand at my grave and cry. I am not there. I did not die. And my brother, of course, his body is gone, but his spirit's still on. And I guarantee you, whoever your listeners lose 
their spirit lives on, and I'm inspired by them, and I know there's people in your lives, both you guys, uh, Angel and Jose, you continue to be inspired by, and that, that's the way I'm inspired by my brother. Not necessarily what happened on 9-11, by his, but by his whole life. 9-11 did not define him. Well, Brad, thank right you on. thank you so much for sharing that with us, and thanks for being on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We're very honored. We know it means a lot to you, and uh, it means a lot to us that uh, you shared that hey. with us. I, I hope I can come back one time when you guys are really arguing, because that's, that's what I like to see about <laughs> well, You're welcome anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. Mr. Brad Burlingham. Thank you so much, Brad. Thanks, bud. Take care. Bye-bye. We're going to be right back with uh, Wesley Leon, who is a, uh, uh, a veteran of the, uh, arm, of, in the Army, and uh, we'll be right back. Okay, we hope that uh, you were moved and touched as much about uh, on, with Brad's interview as we were. Um, Brad Burlingame, whose brother uh, was the captain of the um, of the plane that went into 
the Pentagon. Uh, brother, any thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I'm lost. Um, the, uh, I have no thoughts. Jonesy, any thoughts? <laughs> Josie's <laughs> not on. You're on. <laughs> it, it's the worst when you guys just throw us all, catch us all off guard. I, was, I mean, I just, I'm still kind of in shock just listening to him talk about, you know, how his brother was so much more than just, you know, what happened on 9-11, which is so true. And yeah. I mean, it was so touching. And thank you, Brad, for mentioning yes. that, uh, that you, that, uh, well, coming on our show because um, we're doing this uh, as brothers, uh, I, I feel you, brother, and uh, uh, thank you for mentioning that. I was um, I had the opportunity of talking with them um, uh, even after our interview um, uh, that we shot recently, and and uh, and he also talked about his brother and the way that I would talk about my brother. You know, when you you know when you know your brother says things to you that he, he only brothers can say, and um, it just you know. He, it's just it was touching and it, it was something that I, I just wanted to share and, and we're really glad and honored that he's here right now like uh, as we promised uh, a lot of things have happened in the, in the Middle East since 9-11 um, even recently with re- revolutions or what have whatever you want to call them but I will I will repeat what I said earlier my opinion is that if if uh, the history books correctly document what has happened uh, what President George W. Bush did after 9-11. Mijo, you know what? what? Whatever Bush did after 9-11 does, you know. My point is, I'm trying to get at, is I really believe that things are, well, are changing for the positive. And if there's anybody that can correct me on this, it's Lisa Deftari, who's, our, our, um, who's a Middle East expert and a TV journalist and web journalist. And she's on the phone right now. Lisa, can you hear us? I can. How are you guys? Hi, Hi Lisa. Lisa. Thanks. Hello. Thanks for joining us again, and thanks for waiting. I know we went a little bit late today. Uh, we no, were... it was honestly, I was glued to my own computer. I mean, first of all, I, I love your show. I've been getting such positive feedback from all the appearances or um, oh, thank you. phone ins, I should say, that awesome. I've had. And um, everyone's really, you're creating a buzz and you're doing great work, and especially today's show. I mean, um, Brad was awesome. Awesome. I mean, that. What I really love about 9-11 is that we're, it's fresh enough in our history that you, know, you can't deny these stories. You can't deny these firsthand accounts for people who actually were there and felt it. It was such a, you know, um, a palpable, um, you know, scar for us for such a long time. And, you know, people sometimes can, can say such insensitive things and, um, you know, I, the, the beauty of living in a democracy is that people can express themselves, but at the same time, um, we don't want to be naive or to discredit or diminish any of the um, realities that a lot of families experienced in this country. You said it so well. You know what? One of our listeners chimed in on Facebook who said, his name is Tony Hart. He says, I will never forget and mourn the losses, not that our country, but humanity lost. It's bigger than that. The idea of me hating someone for the act of hate that carried out seems dumb. It adds to the cycle. Very well said, Tony. Right on. Now, Lisa, Lisa, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things because uh, I don't know if, if you were listening, you heard that my opinion of, of, of what, if the textbooks are correct, it will be, they will document that things 
are getting better or will be getting better in the Middle East. Am I wrong in saying this? Please correct me. You know, it's, it's, such a, it's such a, that, a perfect day for this conversation because, as many people know, and if they don't know, today there was uh, an attack um, in Afghanistan, um, and it's a perfect example of how we cannot be naive to the extremists, to the influences that are out there, and uh, unfortunately, our awareness over the last 10 years has decreased since 9-11-2001. And the capability and the progress of the terrorist groups has exponentially increased. So, I mean, we're living in, in, in very precarious times, and I don't think that we can, um, you know, turn our backs or to take a sigh, or, you know, a sigh of relief and think that the storm's over because it's, it's not. Um, and I, you know, I'm not into the yes. whole, you know, alarmist thing. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, you know, it's not, it's, it's just the reality of things. And sometimes it's not really, I mean, Jose and I have this conversation all the time. It's not politically correct to be a realist. Right. But, but, you know, you, what you said, does that mean that it's been all in waste? That what's been the, you know, the war in Afghanistan and, 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 and I mean, you know, it, it, today's attack, um, and I'll, and I'll be a little more specific just to fill people sure, in, whoever can hear about it. There was an attack at the U.S. Embassy, um, which is the NATO headquarters, um, and it was in the Afghani capital, and um, a group of Taliban um, basically stormed, and um, using, they had arms and they had grenades, and um, I mean, there weren't as many casualties as they expected. I believe um, nine people died, and... and um, Twenty or more were injured, uh, and you know, just it just demonstrated it was a clear example of um, here we are. We're creating this this government uh, in Afghanistan, and, and Karzai and, and this government are expected to stand on their own, and we're, we're supposed to pull out magically. And it just showed how vulnerable they still are, and showed how this, as I mentioned, this influence of the Taliban has increased. And look, it wasn't just a, a regular attack. It was an attack on a, the, one of the most fortified parts, you know, places. Um, and it also shows their improvement. They were able to develop new tactics and to um, have new technology and equipment. And they have definitely upped the ante. And this is, you know, a significant issue that's basically um, that, that we have to deal with. Um, uh, they are very... Go ahead. No, that's okay. Uh, my, my brother wanted to chime in. Hi, Lisa. It's Angel. Hi. Angel, Hi, Angel. How are you? It's good. Thanks for being on our show again. Uh, My pleasure. Uh, I wanted to ask you on the perspective because uh, every time you call, you've, uh, I'm, I'm enlightened with what's going on uh, or your perspective on what's uh, uh, your take on what's going on in the Middle East. And you have a very uh, uh, good perspective. But what, what's your take on, 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 the whole, uh, on the whole theory that uh, – that uh, uh, well, not the theory. Would you think that perhaps uh, I know that we have our our, our government is uh, when when we like when we went to Iraq, we started to help uh, with the, uh, the the building of the infrastructure, having uh, demolished it, and then uh, but then uh, in doing that, then there's uh, uh, private companies that uh, are coming in there that have some ties with uh, with the government uh, with our government. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, is that something that where you take the good with the bad because the the country, in your opinion, may need a facelift, and you you know you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? What's your take on that? Look, I mean, I think what I would 
flat out say is, uh, you know, it, at any point in our history, it's, it's very easy, particularly if we don't agree with the politics of, of certain politicians, to look back and have, you know, retrospect 2020 and say, you know, uh, yeah, this is what happened and, and, and they shouldn't have and people benefited. There's always people who are going to benefit in bad situations. Um, we actually had a very, I'm not even going to mention his name, prominent journalist talk about how there's people who misused and abused and took advantage of 9-11. And these are things that really... I'll say his name. Know, I'll say his name. He's not a journalist. If you're talking about Michael Moore. <laughs> no, okay. no, I wasn't talking about okay. Michael Moore. Okay, because he's not a journalist. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, I wasn't talking about Michael Moore, but... Um, and you're talking about Dave Matthews. I'll say it. Not Dave no, Matthews, I'm Bill Matthews. I'm sorry. Dave no, Ma- Dave I'm talking, I'll say who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Paul Krugman. Okay, him too. Dave Matthews is a singer. But go ahead. <laughs> I was thinking Chris but now Matthews. We, we, now we have, all, have some of his cronies. I'm sure they're all of the same um, <laughs> cloth. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult that at a time where we... Uh, well, let's, let's go back to the Iraq question that you asked. At the time, our government had certain information, and they acted upon the information that they had. They acted upon the attack that we had. Um, I completely agree with Jose that President Bush, when we look back on history, should be and will be seen as a hero of that time. Um, The way that he responded um, was exactly what this country needed. Um, I'm afraid to even imagine what would have happened if it was President Obama. Or, um, or, or Al Gore. Or Al Gore, <laughs> right. And, and to be honest, I, I, was, I was one of those very zealous college students who was so upset that Al Gore didn't win. Let me ask you that. that now, President Bush stole the presidency. Let me ask he you that. He stole the presidency, yes. Let ask me ask me. you that. I want to go there now because we're running out of time. And, and I'm sorry about that. Let me uh. please apologize. But... Let me ask you, because we talked about this recently, and I wanted to I wanted to bring this up on our show tonight. You, mm-hmm. uh, a, lot, a lot of pe- people have been changed, obviously, by 9-11 in many different ways. Um, but I never heard this perspective. You told me that you became, well, tell the viewers what happened because of 9-11 to you. Well, how did you change? Well, I had a very, very touching experience during 9-11. I don't think we have time for me to get into it, possibly, on, on another show. Uh, but, another show. Um, for, for, for myself, um, you know, I have, I'm not gonna, I, I want to say this entire country was affected, but particularly if you lived near New York, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., so many of us knew people who died. So many of us lived within miles so many of us had experiences, like myself, to go down to Ground Zero um, only weeks after uh, the attacks occurred. I mean, it, to say that I was in, in, in you know, full-on depression would be an understatement. I think we all were. I mean, we knew people who died very close family, friends that passed away. Right. And it really struck a chord with myself and many of those around me. And my whole family, I think we all felt the same way. I mean, like I was telling you, I was very, I was, you know, this... Um, very uh, college student. I mean, wanted more to win. I was. You were liberal. I was. I wasn't pretty liberal, but I was. I was definitely left of, of center. Um, and you know, after nine eleven, I think I completely understood that if this if this is a new game, a new chapter, and sometimes the. 
I mean, I hate labels. I mean, even now, I mean, I, I, I told you, Jose, and I'm, I'm proud of, to say that I'm a post-9-11 um, conservative because I understood that this, this country is now entering a new chapter. This, it's a new game, and we need new tools and a new perspective. And that new perspective needs to focus not just on internal domestic affairs, but we need to understand that terrorism is a real threat. Terrorism became, you know, a, a household word. It became dinner table um, vocabulary. Right. And that's something that it's, it's something we have to admit. It's not pretty. And a lot of liberals don't like things that aren't nice and pretty and, you know, um, something that you can't really explain to the children. But what happened at 9-11? We had to explain to my three-year-old um, cousin what he, it was because he was seeing flags everywhere and seeing everyone spontaneously begin to cry around him. Right. We had to explain that to him. And that's not pretty. What happened wasn't pretty, and the reality of it isn't. So uh, I think uh, since, I mean, after that, I actually, you know, uh, completely um, became interested in, in President Bush, became one of his biggest supporters just because of 9-11. And to this day, whenever his name comes up, I bring up his um, his actions in, uh, during 9-11 and the days afterwards and the months afterwards. And look, when we look back, it's easy to say that, that things went um, that should have gone uh, different in different right. directions. But I think um, his reactions to the the threat that was was serious, it was significant, and it was very timely. Um, and that's, you know, it affected my life in so many ways. It shaped my career. I, I decided to become a journalist and then focus on the Middle East because of 9-11, focus on counterterrorism, and um, also to uh, understand um, what's right of center at this point. Right, right. Lisa, so, Lisa and I think it's important that people uh, kind of reflect on uh, on 9/11 for what it is and for what it's done to us as individuals. Um, and we uh, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you, Lisa, for being on our show. Uh, Lisa, really, really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, being patient with us. We went a little bit behind, but I think it, it was so important to hear from you because you um, you always uh, provide a good insight as to what's going on in the Middle East and how it, how we should care. How, you know, here in the U.S. So, um, and one, any last words before we go? What is it? One, I didn't hear that one quick last word, if you want. If there's one, and, and one sentence you would need to impart on this day. To uh, one thing I would say, absolutely, the biggest message here, and I wish this, I mean, this was a few days before, but it's never too late. Just remember 10 years ago where we all were, we were still in mourning. It wasn't just September 11th. It was days and weeks and months afterwards. I mean, take a moment to remember the people that died, the people who were affected and are still affected, even if they they made it, um, and put the the political stuff aside, the conspiracy theories aside, whatever it was. Right. The country came together as yes. one, mm -hmm. and 10 years afterwards were more splintered than ever. And we should really go back to those sentiments of, of 10 years ago and unite again. Very well said, Lisa. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Daftari, Middle East expert and TV journalist. You can catch her on lisadaftari.com. Good night, Lisa. Thank you very much. Good night. Hey, See you soon. Thank you, Lisa. So, uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, we, hey brother, I, I just want to say, uh, and, and my respects to, to Lisa, and I, and I really appreciate her perspective, but, but, uh, it, uh, I, I think this is a great show. I think it, that it, it, yeah, it, is. it, it, it adds, uh, to, it, it, hopefully it allows some kind of healing and everything, but, but I don't support any, uh, any party. Uh, I don't support, uh, the Democrats or, or, or Republicans or whatever you call, 
uh, I, I, I believe that we have to have a whole different perspective. And how did it end up being George Bush propaganda? No, it, it's uh, not. I've heard it's George not, Bush. Uh, it's not. It's sprinkled throughout the show. Here's the deal. And it's about healing. It's it is, about closure. It, it's not about propaganda to George Bush, brother. The it reason is why because it's not the perspective we need am, to be I, in. I'm reflecting. Be I'm reflecting. I'm reflecting on 10 years ago, yeah, okay? But, I'm reflecting on 10 years ago, and I express my opinion as, and on it, and that's yeah, how I... but we're not going to reach a higher level of consciousness. There's nothing wrong with that. Hold. I'm not trying to propagandize George Bush. He's well, not running for president. Okay. He's done. I'm just saying that we, in order to, to mend... Uh, well, it's, it's a way of mending the division, because you know what? Let's just go he on. He did something very positive. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we've run so far behind, but we, we're glad you're listening. Stay tuned right now because my brother's got his chill lounge. Tuesday is Twins Day. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel at 7 p.m. We must be present. It is of paramount importance to be here, now, in the present. You see, typically, our peace is disturbed by a hurt, resentment, fear, or what have you of the past or future. Indeed, these are very real feelings, but based on something that has occurred past or we think may or may not occur, future. This condition, unchecked, will manifest into behavior we may regret, not to mention the self-imposed anxiety. And by allowing ourselves to live in the past or future, the past or future are actually living our lives for us and cheat us of really experiencing peace. Consider this. Take control and stop controlling. Allow yourself to experience the present, good or bad, no matter what. This affords us the tangibles of the present to really get a grip of your life and really live it as you desire. This puts us in a realm where peace is attainable and abundant. Peace, one love.
And that's another edition of my brother's Chill Lounge. We want to thank everybody for listening to us again. Um, We really appreciate your sitting through this show today. Every week. What an awesome show. Thank you to uh, all our guests. Would uh, you name them? Yes, of course. Brad Burlingame, the brother of Chick Burlingame, uh, uh, captain of Flight 77, which went into the Pentagon. We also want to thank uh, television journalist and Middle East expert Lisa Deftari, who um, who chimed in also with not only her uh, insight on the Middle East, but also her point of view and how it changed her, how 9-11 changed her. And we appreciate everybody... For Making your comments on Facebook all the time, as always. Make sure you guys uh, uh, friend us, if you haven't, at Facebook, Twin Talk Show, and Twitter, Twin Talk Show. And tune in next week where we're going to have the kick-ass rock band called Melosia here in the uh, garage. And listen, you guys can always listen to our shows. If you missed it or you just want to listen to it again, go to TwinTalkCast.com. Our shows are archived for podcasts. You can subscribe there. Download it on demand, or you can even uh, get us on Twinch on uh, iTunes because we're iTwins. Search Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, and you'll find us. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel.